Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paul McGrath. You're listening to the Villa Podcast. That morning sky gave me a Pandora's box has been opened, and regardless of what happens, there is no going back. Welcome to the European Super League, where you can watch Spurs versus AC Milan. On a pay-per-view, on pay-per-view price, what a shambles! Imagine, like, what, how did nobody question this? Like, you Florentino Perez when he's at these meetings, and he sees Daniel Levy, he sees this bald guy in the corner. It's like, what? Well, who, who invited these guys, or who are these guys? What are they doing here? You know, how how did they not think that this weakens their argument having a team who haven't won the league, their own league since 1961, as if they're above it? They've won a League Cup under Juan de Ramos since. They're not going to win this weekend. Put that on record. Tottenham Hotspur are in the European Super League. Um, and yeah, like I, I, to be honest, even if this doesn't go ahead in its current form or its proposed form right now, I just don't see a way back. Like the self-appointed, the self-appointed, I repeat that, European elite have, have made a grab for the, the money belt that's hanging above the football ring. And... Yeah, they're they're going for it. It's like this American style NBA NFL sort of setup. Well, that that's that's where it'll go to. Like they're they're saying it's a midweek thing now to replace the Champions League. But the logical conclusion is that you'll have twelve, soon to be fifteen clubs who can never come out of this system, and it'll just be like the NBA. Yeah, with 30, 30 teams, thirty franchises moving all over the country to find the best place to to get money out of supporters, basically. Um, and like this, well, that's bad for a number of reasons because, well, like American society for one, is just so nakedly and shamelessly elite and classist and capitalist, and its sport because of all that is not great for the masses. Like it's good to watch because it's so elitist, but basically, if you don't make it in America, you don't play. And the owners, on top of all that, they're the most greedy, self interested billionaires that there are and they have far too much power in those sports and like you think about the NBA and the NFL it might sound good and I've actually seen people make make the case for it like well we've got a salary cap they've got a salary cap that owners have decided 
Like they've shut everybody else out and said, right, now we can play fair that we've got the rest of the world out. Like it's 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 a bonker setup what they have over there. And yeah, like if you don't make it there, you play some minor leagues and that's <laughs> that that's where it could go for football. Like, you know, you could have this European Super League with Spurs. And then the Premier League and everything else becomes these minor leagues where you might get a bit of money out of it, but it's like it's it's not a model that you want to replicate. And like, you know, if you're trying to implement that when you already have this mess of leagues that have been set up over hundreds of years and have naturally evolved, then it's it just gets very, very ugly. And well, it already is ugly, but um welcome to a bonus podcast, and I've got Liam as ever beside me, ready to rock. Yeah, who could have predicted that when 12 billionaires banged their heads together, they would reveal themselves to be a dozen misanthropic psychopaths? <laughs> Utter contempt for the people who enriched them in the first place by doing the fucking work for them, by buying their products, their oil, by buying jerseys, by buying season tickets, by paying for Sky subscriptions. Like, who could have known that these bastards were looking at the flags on the cop and all they thought they were seeing was 13,000 loyal idiots that would lap up any old shite their club served them. The club they love and come back asking for seconds. Like, are we actually surprised that when they were listening to decades old songs being sung on the Stratford end that all they could hear was a fucking cash register? <laughs> Absolute greedy bastards. But not only that, pathetic cowards as well. Like, they've decided it's too risky to not qualify for the Champions League. The competition isn't for them. And this is a balustrade against mismanagement, both financially and in terms of recruitment. Daniel Levy doesn't have to worry about not stealing Jack Grealish for £25 anymore. (laughs) Daniel Levy and Stan Kroenke don't have to worry about making utterly stupid decisions like appointing Jose Mourinho or Mikel Arteta anymore. Because they've made themselves a reinforced concrete balustrade and put a swimming pool full of fucking jelly on the other side of it. (laughs) And... This is what these men do. At a certain point, you worry less about your own product. Your own, you become concerned with consolidation. Just you crush the competition. You swallow them up and remove the pressure on you to continue to improve or innovate. And you just fuck everybody else on the way. And for anybody who doesn't get this, if they're allowed to stay in the Premier League, they'll eventually break away anyway. But if they're allowed to stay in it, this absolutely diminishes the Premier League. And with the guarantee of European football, why would they take it seriously? They will absolutely prioritise the Super League, where they think the prestige is, and where they know the money is. And the Premier League will go the way of the Carabao Cup. I'm not talking about dodgy naming rights with an energy drinks company that no one's ever heard (laughs) of. But let's imagine I'm wrong. Let's, Let's imagine the five biggest clubs in the country and Spurs do continue to take the Premier League seriously. Then the rest of us are fucked anyway. Because these bastards have created a guaranteed revenue stream with restricted access. And in the process, to make it worse, they've devalued the Premier League by making it the second best league in Europe. Why the fuck would Sky continue shelling out for the Premier League when their five most marketable teams and Spurs will be playing Barcelona on Wednesday? Why would they pay for Man United versus Burnley when they can pay for Man United versus Barcelona? I mean, they already... Dire financial inequality between clubs is only going to widen. I mean, in five or six years' time, you might as well rip the seats out of the cop, cover it in grass, and put Liverpool's goalposts at the top and Villa's at the bottom. And we ain't fucking switching ends at halftime. 
<laughs> but that's that's the point. Like Liverpool v Spur, Liverpool v Leeds. Sorry, on Monday night, like that game is irrelevant once the European Super League comes into it. At the minute, it's a must-win match for Liverpool against a really exciting Leeds team who keep progressing. Not, you know, once you bring in the European Super League dimension, with at the minute it's a minimum of eighteen matches, and then if you get into the top half of your division, then you're guaranteed like two legged playoffs. So you already have a, a way bigger commitment on your hands. Like you're not going to care about this Leeds match on a Monday night. There's not going to be any Monday night matches, not only because of fixture congestion, but because Sky won't be bothered to, to put on Monday night matches when they've got European Super League coming up on Tuesday and and Wednesday, but. I do feel like that they've uh, they've made it difficult for themselves already. I mentioned the the Spurs thing, but like they're talking about, I'm quoting them, legacy fans. All right, that that's already patronizing and hard to swallow as it is. And like you know, have you ever needed proof? I don't think anybody did, but like you know, that we're all just a a commodity. And like you say, they just see a cash register when they hear the when they hear the the songs being sang. Like that's all right. We all sort of buy into that anyway. Like you know, the fact that you can still support and and love your club, but but if you ever needed that proof, like there it is. Like you know, we'll talk about legacy fans, but then we're going to go after the the other billions that Perez mentioned. You know, like that that's what they're more interested in. And I do feel that I do feel that they're actually underestimating legacy overall, though. Never mind legacy fans, because like they're kidding themselves if they think that that many people give a fuck about Spurs or City. And I'm just using them as two examples because we remember as Villa fans. 10 years ago, when Villa were perennially above both of those clubs. Now suddenly they're in the European elite, never to come out of it. But this idea that these <laughs> Spurs aren't a 10-year-old club, but this city project is 10 years old. This idea that this is going to generate worldwide interest is so far off the mark. Like, unless Spurs or City are playing a team that you actually are emotionally invested in, you don't really care that much. Like, and I'll give you the, the, the top example. I'm not tuning in for Spurs v Real Madrid. Like, I'm not tuning in for that. Like, Real Madrid are a giant club who I like watching. They have usually the best players in the world. But if Spurs are playing them, it's like, nah, you're all right. Like, like Spurs and City are a, a good asset they have in a strong Premier League. But they're basically... <laughs> they're basically Brian McFadden in Westlife. A nice, attractive part of a five-spoke wheel. Does a purpose, has a function, but on its own, it's just a rusty piece of metal that nobody needs in its life. <laughs> like, that, like that's, that spurs, that, that's the equivalent. I will watch them when they're playing United or Liverpool or Aston Villa, obviously. Clubs that I, I have that long tradition of, of having some sort of feeling towards. But I'm not going to watch I'm not going to sit down and watch Spurs v AC Milan, Spurs v Inter, all the all the lesser games in a Real Madrid fixture that I've just listed out, and I, I just don't know how much legs it has off the back of that. If if, if two of their twelve clubs are Spurs and City, City can't even fill their stadiums, and they play the best football in Europe, bar none. They have the best manager in Europe. They can't fill their stadium, and I just don't know if they've taken enough people in on this journey with them. Like to, to to think that that these twelve clubs will will cordon off the rest of the world and, and they can just, they can just run with that. I, I I just think they've underestimated this a whole heap. They might have, but it is also very important that as tempting as 
say Man United versus Barcelona is we cannot watch these games and this has to fail. Football is a sport that's centered on competition. It's it's about pride in your team. This is in sport and it's it's certainly nothing to be proud of. How do you talk to these people now though? Because it's all well and good. They, they would have they would have sat down, they would have spoken about the backlash that they're going to get. They would have said, right, we need to remain strong though. Like even the the protests outside Anfield, like it's good to see the flags going up, like hanging off the gates of the of the stadium. Like that is brilliant, and especially coming from their own fans. But they would have spoken about that. They would have said, "This is this is going to happen, and when it does happen, let's stick together. Let's keep the lines of communication open. Nobody buckle on their own because the fans will try and divide and conquer us." How do you actually speak to an owner? No, like, like all they care about is making more money and all they're thinking about is why am I giving so much of the pie to Burnley? I can take more of that for myself. Like what, what, what's the middle ground here? Like how do you get these people to wise up basically? Well, the only way to get them to wise up is to take the money away from them. And the only way to take the money away from them is to not support the competition. You can't tune in because this is all about advertising. I mean, if Facebook lost all its followers, it would lose all its, in, its, all, all its income as well. You know, no, nobody is going to pay for advertising space on Sky Sports if nobody's watching the games. So it's absolutely crucial that we don't watch the games. That's the only way to make sure that this fails. They're absolutely banking on the fact that City can't fill their stadium. That's 50,000 people. They don't care about 50,000 people. They care about huge markets that are untapped in their eyes. That's how they're viewing this. They're thinking... Everybody in China will watch this. Everybody in India will watch this. Everybody in the United States will watch this. That's all they care about. They couldn't give a flying fuck about 50,000 pros in Manchester. They couldn't care less. That's not what they're interested in. And that's the other thing when you when you talk about the American model, like just how often they've, you know, they've switched cities and changed names even. Like these brands will just become their own arsenal or set. Like they're, they're not attached to a, to an area with a name like that. Yeah, I'm even thinking Manchester United. You know, they could just be rebranded as Man United. That's you it. know, and just and just be known as that. And like they could take their stadium elsewhere. They could take it to India. They could play all over the world if they wanted. And I am like it, it is a it is a day like that where you have to Yeah, it's depressing, I know it is, but you have to sort of accept it that this is going to be tough to come back from because the other thing is like you were talking about the, the Premier League being strong and punishing them. You know, the Premier League ultimately don't want to take that risk as well it's 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 a scary game for both parties but the premier league also have a lot to lose if they lost 06 you know again i think it's strange that (laughs) i can't stress this enough that that a team like spurs or arsenal who will finish in the bottom half of the premier league this season are just you know they're just automatically put into that batch but, you know, they are still a big draw. There's other clubs who are as big a draw as Spurs, definitely, in the Premier League. But but not without those six. It makes it way harder. Like, you know, a Premier League with Everton, Leeds and, Ever- and Villa is good. But it's not as strong. And I don't know how how strong the Premier League are going to be because of that. Yeah, and, and this is what these guys are banking on. They'll ride this out. They'll pay homage to being in the Premier League. And they'll do that until this is settled in everybody's psyche as an accepted element of football until the European Super League has been accepted, people are watching it. And not only that, all our clubs are wanting to get into it. That's what they're waiting on. They'll wait for five, six years. They'll do that. 
There's a good quote doing the rounds. I think Michael Cox from The Athletic tweeted it. He said, strong stuff from Sir Alex Ferguson on the Breakaway League. A piece of nonsense has done the reputation of clubs no good and has in fact alienated a great many supporters, sells them right down the river. You can't disregard your fans and customers. And on a follow-up tweet, Michael Cox tweeted, oh, by the way, this is Ferguson in 1992 about the formation of the Premier League. (laughs) (laughs) Ferguson is now the the most successful and probably will never be topped uh, English Premier League manager of all time. Uh, like that, that, that's it's not the same. Like, we know that because the Premier League was just a, a new division on top of the pyramid, and the pyramid remained. And it, obviously, Sky definitely helped uh weight the pyramid, pyramid in an unfair way. But, um, but this is just different. This, this is the formation of an NFL or an NBA out of thin air and then leaving the rubble, leaving everybody else in the world to just sort it out. You know, and 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 solve their own shit. Like well, that's basically what they've done. It is completely different because everybody in England can still qualify for the Premier League, and this is the thing: this is no longer a competition. This is a closed market for the selected few, the self-appointed twelve biggest teams in Europe. That's that's what has happened here. It's an absolute disgrace. Like, if you can't get into the competition, then it's not a competition. It doesn't exist. Well, maybe on Wednesday night, Man City will go a little bit easier on us, knowing that, they, <laughs> that, they, uh, that they've already qualified for the European Super League, but also knowing that their Champions League semi-final now means nothing, because who cares about the Champions League? Pep's never won a European Super League, and he hasn't done it without Messi. Do you want a word on Mourinho before we go, Liam? <laughs> no. And there he goes into the sunset <laughs> with the rest of football. Actually, a great time for him to get out. And that's it. Just thought we'd drop in, give you a bonus podcast. We'll see you all on Wednesday to talk about the, the Man City defeat and the shit performance and shit decisions that were made along the way. We will see you then. That's something we've all got to look forward to. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 